Brett Love Comics, uh, special edition NYC edition. Notice how I kind of uh, tripped over that name. You're going to hear me trip over that name of this new convention a lot in this episode. It is Sunday evening. I just spent the last t two days on the show floor at the first ever special edition NYC convention, uh, which is now, I guess, New York's uh, most biggest javits centeriest comic book convention um that's just comic books yeah uh, if you've been to new york comic-con then you know that there's a lot of you know movies and tv and video games and whatnot and if you've been to new york comic-con you know that all of that is upstairs on the huge huge show floor and then the artists are off to the side in like a hangar i always, i call it a hangar i don't know it's definitely not a hangar they do not store airplanes there um, <laughs> but it'd be really awesome if they did. Um, yeah, they're all off over there. So this convention was pretty much all in that one hangar area where they had a bunch of comic book dealers. Half of it was filled with artists and Artist Alley. And Marvel was there, Valiant was there, Archie was there, and just like nice little tiny booths. Just, uh, all comics, a lot of cosplayers, some fans. It was pretty chill. Um, if you've been to any of these smaller shows like Heroes Con or Emerald City, which I guess you can't even really call, I mean, I only say small because like there's zero chance of, you know, your Robert Pattinson's or Channing Tatum's showing up at those shows, unlike San Diego and New York. Um, yeah, so this was smaller, it was all comic focused. There were panels, uh, not a lot of food. That was my main complaint. Uh, a lot of Pinkberry. They had frozen yogurt in in the in in a little in the hallway to the show floor, which was interesting. It was an interesting choice. I never seen Pinkberry in the Javits Center. So yeah, it was a really good show. We so as we always do with these convention shows, I just went around, got some interviews with some people that I wanted to talk to, some people that you've heard on the show before. Um, so yeah, you get that to look forward to next week. Uh, we will be in Heroes Con. So if you are listening to this right now and you live in Charlotte or are planning to go to Heroes Con this upcoming weekend, June, checking my calendar, I don't know what day it is, June 20th through 22nd, yeah. Uh, if you're going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina at Heroes Con, then Matt and I will both be there unless something absolutely horrible happens and I probably shouldn't have brought that up because maybe I just jinxed us. We're flying in Friday morning, flying out Sunday night, and we will be at that show, getting more interviews, moderating some panels. So if you are listening to this, come say hello, look for us. Uh, you can also tweet at us on Twitter, at Brett White or at the Matt Little, and let us know that you're going to be there too, and we will say hello. So without any more ado's here are some interviews. Enjoy. I'm here at Special Edition New York City, I think is the name of the show. Very Special Edition. I can see it right there, so it must okay, be. Okay. Actually, special... that's the first time I've seen that giant banner. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, I'm here with Will Slining. How are you? Hey, doing good. Um, yeah, so you've had a... We last talked at New York Comic Con in October. Yes. Since then, Fearless Defenders has wrapped, and you've announced a very big new launch. Yes, Spider-Man 2099. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. But when I last met you, it was a case of I knew Defenders was wrapping, and they told me they had something coming up for me oh. and I was like oh I really want to know what it is but I'm really worried <laughs> blah 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 and then like I'm obviously over the moon I'm a right. huge you're a, you're a huge Spider-Man fan I, yeah. you, you pitched an article to me from Marvel.com about your childhood drawings of Spider-Man yep. and now you are drawing Spider-Man 2099 like yeah. what what is that like? Um, I, oh it's amazing like I, I feel like if I told that, that childhood Will or whatever <laughs> that he, his head would just explode <laughs> um, so I, I'm thrilled like I literally go to bed uh, excited about the next morning's oh, work like you know that is a great so, feeling oh yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. but it's weird because I can't sleep then <laughs> but also for an artist like I mean you've been you know doing this for a while and now yeah. you I mean is this are you most excited about this like is oh, this a dream without a shadow of doubt oh, like I, I like I, I would love to 
get a really, really, really long run. I don't see myself getting tired of this at all anytime yeah. soon. Like, I, I would be shocked if I did. Um, like, like people who know, know me do know. Like, I'm very nostalgic for things like that. And that was the whole point of that with the article, the, like the, the things that I showed you, the drawings all the way through oh, the year. Yeah, yeah. And there are hundreds more of those. Like, did you? Were you into Spider-Man 2099 during the first run? Did you read it back then? Well, I, mi- I didn't come out in Ireland for me, so I wasn't able to get oh, it then. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but so I read. But I, like, I, I knew about it by kind of, kind of backwards, kind of hearing about it through the internet, or whatever. But then when I first moved to New York, like, like I think it's nearly five years ago at this stage now, all the artists that I met were like, they knew I was Man in Spider-Man. Like, you have to check this out. Yeah. So that's when I picked it up. Having no idea, obviously they would come back out. So I just scrambled everywhere to find as many copies as I could, and pretty much got like a, a huge chunk of the run. And like, you can see why artists are drawn to him because it's instantaneously that costume is great fun to work yeah. with. Yeah, I was wondering like because as a as someone who's been, I've looked at that costume for a long time. It's like it seems like it could be very complicated. That spider design in the middle. It is, it, but underneath it though is just pure anatomy. That's the thing. Ah. Like so, you start off with like something that you've been practicing all the time, so you can kind of show off your anatomy with that part of it, and then on top of it, obviously, is that decal. You know, so um, it, it, it's it it is it takes a little bit of time to actually do that, but those are the only parts then that yeah. you have to switch and think of costume design uh, because the rest of it is just there. And it's a cool looking. I mean, that's a cool T-shirt. Do you have a T-shirt with that on it? Does uh, that exist? I got it the other day, which is kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> and and I I'm, I'm going to run out of T-shirts, so I might have to wear it tomorrow. But that would be terrible, especially since they put me next to Peter David. So I'd look be like the biggest fanboy ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're working with Peter David, who created and wrote the character. Initially. Yeah, that's like, I mean, that's, that's like, a real magic to the series. It's like cherry on top of the Sunday, I guess. Yeah, like I like God. If 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 he wasn't writing it, there would have been like a, an absolute war. People would yeah. have just been like tearing the place down. And I think that's like people have been not only they've been call, calling back for the character, they've been calling back for Peter David to do the character. You know, so he's obviously you know it's his it's his creation. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. that, that's a rare thing that. It seems like Peter's one of the only writers that actually does get to come back and work with, like yep. you did it with Hulk and X-Factor, and they're always great yep. runs. Yep, yep. It's, it's a really yep. cool thing, and I'm so excited for you to be a part of it, too. Well, I'm hoping for uh, a, a, a typical Peter David length run, which is about yeah. five million issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep we'll keep you in Sleepless Nights, but in a lot of, like, a, that's a job all right. that you love, so that's for good. For good reasons, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you were telling me earlier that you came in for, like, a retreat at Marvel. I did, so it I was over... fascinating. Yeah, uh, it was amazing. I was over for... Every once in a while, they do a Marvel workshop, uh, which is basically where they take some of the masters of the industry and sit you down for a three-day session that where you really think about your work you know and just even to get the opportunity to do that alone just if you're like taking a step back from your work and analyzing your own like sequential storytelling is brilliant yeah but then i was doing it in the company of some really talented artists there was mambo Azrar, there was michael mondo there was chris anka there's valerio shiti and myself uh, and then of course we were being taught by howard chaik and he was <laughs> running things so he's obviously a genius he's like this encyclopedia of comic knowledge yeah and Walt Simonson was there on the first oh, day as well ah. so it was fantastic and we just we were working on like laying out different scripts and looking how each other artist was interpreting them and it's just like it, it's amazing it was it was the, the most worthwhile three days of my entire life yeah like. it's, it's also I mean like the artists that you listed you're all very very different approaches and very styles. true it's yeah interesting like, to see like how teachers would teach all, all but, of but you see that's yeah. the thing like it, the, but then before that the basic story structure is the same. Yeah. It wasn't about our rendering or our ability to draw muscles or anything like that. Like it was about the pure storytelling. It's about wow. taking the script, finding exactly what emotions you as the the artist can get across and really figuring out the best way to do that. That's really cool. I mean, have you gotten a chance to do anything other, anything else in the city since you got here? I have. I haven't <laughs> even gotten the chance to call back home to Ireland. They think I'm dead. <laughs> I've been too busy. So also, it's been non-stop, non-stop. And then all of a sudden, I'm at a convention the next morning. You know. Yeah. And so, uh, World Cup is going on this. I morning. haven't seen a minute of it, which is shocking. So I'm going to sneak away here at four o'clock to try and catch a game. Uh, I don't see it. Like, I mean, I feel like most Americans also don't know much about the World Cup. Mm-hmm. It's our uh, national ignorance. We're the only country in the 
entire world that doesn't know much. Um, what is Ireland? Are you rooting for Ireland? Is that well, a, is Ireland, it? Ireland didn't make it to okay. the World Cup See, this, this year, a, unfortunately. I'm learning, I'm yeah. learning things. Yeah. But uh, like we, like, like, of course I would root for Ireland. Then we were at it. We, the last World Cup where I was in 2000. We were actually in 1994. The World Cup was in USA, ah. and uh, Ireland were playing their games in New York, and it was Ireland were playing in Italy in Giant Stadium, and all of the press, all of the press were like, "Oh, we're in New York. It's full of Italians. All of the fans are going to be Italian. The Italians, they just, they like they." They, they, they like we were in 1990 World Cup. They, they're one of the best teams there. So they're, they're like, and they, they are going, they're going to hammer Ireland like in front of all these yeah, fans. Yeah. They rocked up to the stadium. Everybody was Irish there. <laughs> like everyone with any bit of ancestry of Irish, their just national pride just surged up, and they all went there. And Ireland beat them, which was amazing. <laughs> and after that, they basically had to close off all the streets down in Bay Ridge in Brooklyn for this huge oh, party. Wow. Everyone went out. So I would uh, say, like of New York City, it's like Ireland and Italy. Are two. They export a lot of people here. We do. Well, yeah. well, well, Italy probably export more, but when you send two Irish people into a room, 57 come out. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's really so, great talking to you. you You're too, about man. to have a really good year. Yes. Uh, hopefully. Yep. Yeah. I'm excited. You're doing a lot of interviews, I hear. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, this is a hot project. It is. It is. I think it's going to do very, very well. Uh, people are just interested by it. Uh, and it, it's, there's a nice mixture of huge fans of it from the 90s and new fans that are obviously introduced to it through, like, it was in Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, Dan Slott's recent run of yeah. Superior. So yeah, That's exactly. how we came back. Exactly. So so that's a nice mix. Just send Dan Slott um, like a fruit basket of, like, thank you for yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this somewhat possible. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but I think the character was so popular yeah. that he would have found his way back anyway. Maybe no. again, because he's popped back a number of times in in little bits. Yeah. But then people were like, "No, no, no, we no, want we need full time." The yeah. title and everything. Yeah, ongoing. Awesome. Yeah. Well, everyone, keep a lookout for that. It drops in July, doesn't it? That's it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, July. Keep a lookout. I'm here at Special Edition New York Comic Special Edition NYC. I keep botching the day <laughs> with Marguerite Bennett. Hi. Yeah. Uh, you might recognize her from, you write Joker's Daughter, mm-hmm. uh, the Lois Lane one shot that just mm-hmm. came out. Also, my personal favorite thing, uh, the Firestar backup story that you just did in the Amazing X-Men annual. Um, is that your first Marvel work? It is, and I'm, I'm so grateful that I got tapped for that project. Yeah, so the, did that mm-hmm. something they sought you out for? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually got an email from um, the X-Men editor, Mike Martz. Um, I was down in Virginia visiting my family, and you know we were just sort of like chatting and you know uh, talking about, like I, I love the food enrichment, and it's the major thing yeah. that I miss when I, you know, come back up here to New York. And, um, you know, talking about restaurants and barbecue and all this, and then right in the middle of one of the emails, he was just like, how would you feel about writing some X-Men? I was like, you cannot you do that to me! <laughs> I love Mike to pieces, but it was so unfair. Well, did you work with him back in the Batman office? I did, role? uh-huh. Yeah. So and he's was... tremendous. And uh, Katie Cooper just went over there, too. Yeah, uh-huh. so, I mean, Big changes. Are you going to... Are you, are you foreseeing some more X-Men in your future? Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, I want to talk about the Firestar thing, because, um, well, you just did the Women in Comics panel, or the mm-hmm. Reimagining the Female Hero panel yes. yesterday, uh-huh. um, and you talked about watching the Batman animated series, mm-hmm. which I also watched as a kid, and had all those Catwoman and Batgirl and Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn, all these great characters. Uh, like, what, did you have a history with Firestar? Like, did, is that a oh. character that you pitched or was pitched to you? Um, Firestar was actually, I remember it was it was like a manga-sized book. Um, yeah. It, it came out when I was in high school, and it was just like, I still have like my super beat-up copy that I might have stolen <laughs> is, from a library. Is it the, ori- it's the original mini? <laughs> series that yeah, they reprinted uh-huh. in yeah, that format. Yeah, it was format. four issues. Yeah. Um, I think it came out, it was like reprinted in 2004 or yeah. something, and so um, that the was the same time they started doing all those runaways. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. yeah. And um, so yeah, that was my introduction to her, and um, so it was just, it was so happy, and you know, it put me right back in that high school, you know, perspective, <laughs> that idea of, you know, of just really that journey of going from, you know, being the student who's influenced by everyone around her to beginning to influence others in your life, yeah. and beginning to realize, you know, that you now are causing effects on the next generation, or on those in your community as opposed to you know being sort of a ward of that community. Yeah, the, the very first double page spread is Wando did the art. Yes, Wando is an is amazing brilliant, uh-huh. brilliant artist. Um, and the first double page spread is the story drawn uh-huh. in crayon from a little girl who got saved by Firestar. Yeah. <laughs> which like I'm getting kind of choked up just thinking about that story. Like that's such a cool idea. Like did you pitch it to Juan to make it crayon or mm-hmm. uh. um, well what I'd actually seen um, when they told me it was going to be a backup and um, one of the things that I 
had sort of noticed as a trend in a lot of backups um, was that with new writers, there tends to be, you've got the 20-page story that you want to tell about this character. So when they say, oh, can you do a backup about the character, they try and take that 20-page story and crush it into 10 pages. And you wind up with, you know, eight and nine panels a page, and then your artist, you know, does Santeria to get you killed. And (laughs) it's just, you know, it's just like... I didn't want to do that, um, and so I decided. Well, what if we just did something really unusual? What if instead of you know trying to like crush it into this really dense format, we just blew up every single page? Every single page is a double splash. Yeah. And um, and Mike really enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so um, he put me in touch with Juan, um, who's I mean, whose art is just like fantastic. And um, actually, I can show you something. Oh. Um, Juan came by and I met him for the first time yesterday, and he gave me uh, the, the the student drawn original art. Oh, what? And, oh yeah, my gosh. It is phenomenal, and it just makes me so happy. And all the snicked bubs, and like, you know, the little in jokes, and the mash, and Steric, which is and a then, Teen Wolf reference. So does he then go <laughs> in and like paint over it digitally? Or? Yes, uh huh. Oh, and God. then um, each one was in a different style, and so um, I believe the crayon was, was a digital painting, as was the Byzantine one. But this one, since it's meant to be the doodles that the students are doing in class, um, it served best for just to be done in marker and sharpie and pen and pencil. Yeah, that's so amazing. <laughs> that is great. Uh, and He's also, just brilliant. I, I think that Firestar is a character that deserves a lot more attention because, you know. I think for a whole, kind of like a lost generation of female comic book fans, mm-hmm. she was the entry point character yeah. of the early 80s mm-hmm. because the she Spider-Man was Spider Man and those amazing mm-hmm. friends, and it was Firestar and Iceman. Yep. And I feel like she should be a bigger deal than mm-hmm. she is. Mm-hmm. Like, Marvel should be pushing her mm-hmm. a lot more, which is why I'm really excited that she mm-hmm. got this backup story, yeah. that she's in Amazing X Men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were talking specifically huh? about Batman the Animated Series. Are there any specific episodes and things that like you really latched onto as a kid? Oh, gosh. I mean, there was it's one like, that gave me. <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> I mean, it was it was phenomenal. Uh, it was it was. Um, I mean, it's like the spoiler. This is how people would know it. Um, but it's the one where Commissioner Gordon gets blasted with um, Scarecrow's fear toxin, and it's like this, the entire episode is a giant hallucination. Yeah. About the worst possible things that could happen to him. And that just stuck with me because it was so emotional. It was no holds barred. I mean, like the idea that Barbara Gordon would be killed. I mean, like that just like it like floored me. Yeah. And um, so it was just you know to, to do things that were so unusual and were so upsetting to the status quo. You know, even if it wound up, you know, being a hallucination, like, you still got the emotional punch. Yeah. And it was the the idea that, you know, the fight scenes are brilliant. There are people who do amazing, like, you know, you get goosebumps reading their fight scenes, like, reading their, um, looking at the art in their fight scenes. But I know that that's not where my strength lies, um, that I want to do stories that have, like, a bigger emotional sucker punch. And so yeah, that's... Yeah, I'm, I'm all for. <laughs> Cheers. I'm obviously all for. Mm-hmm. The comics made me cry a little uh-huh. bit too much. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you also got the, the Lois Lane one show. Like, what was that like getting? Like, that's a huge deal. That's oh, a little yeah. bit of a huge deal. Oh, right? it was so exciting. Um, <laughs> they actually called me about it in September, and um, the Batman or the Superman group editor uh, called me up, and I think all he managed to say was, "So there might be maybe a Lois Lane project." I was, "Yes, yes, <laughs> whatever you want. I will make you cookies. I, I don't care. Please sign me up for this." Um, it was just, I was so grateful and so honored to just even be considered, you know, as part of the yeah. project. And um, then when they actually approved it and we got it off the ground and uh, you know I, I met so many amazing artists I mean like Emanuela and Medigan Hetrick in one book is just that was a dream come true <laughs> I've been a big fan of Emanuela since X, mm-hmm. I'm a big X Factor mm-hmm. person so I loved all that wait and then yesterday I uh, yeah, got a page from Lois Lane so geez. yeah um, so sorry. That's, is this your topic. first uh, convention? Or? Um, it's my first time tabling, and yesterday yeah. was my first time on a panel. Um, so I'm really glad that I'm doing it at this con in particular, where it's you know it's it's a smaller con, and so it's more comfortable, and you know you can like talk to people, and yeah. you know there's space to breathe. That's what it seems like. It seems like it's a little bit more relaxed. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I do this all the time, so mm-hmm. yeah, this definitely feels. <laughs> Way mm-hmm. more relaxed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you did a great job on the panel yesterday. Oh, thank you much. So, I, I mean, really I, appreciate it. Are you looking, looking forward to being skittish. on more? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think so. Um, we'll see if I can, you know, be more sensible and professional next time, as opposed to mom. There's a lady in that Thor. So. Uh, we all, yeah, no, that was great. That was great. Um, we also like asking people, like, I mean, what are comics that you love or like that you would recommend that people read that you love mm-hmm. from a long time ago or now or just? Kate Kane is my favorite superhero. Oh yeah, like, hands down. And so I will always push anything remotely related to Batwoman on everyone. <laughs> um, Batgirl by Gail Simone is just phenomenal. Um, let's see, 
uh, I mean, the New 52 actually turned me on to a bunch of newer DC heroes, or I shouldn't say newer DC heroes, but um, turned me on to new DC, like, titles. Um, before, yeah. like, I mean, Aquaman, I, you know, I'd been throwing shade at Aquaman, I'll be honest. Yeah. Like, and his beard. I was yeah. making fun of his beard and his harpoon. Um, but I loved it. Like, it, the, the new title won me over. Um, then uh, Batman Eternal has been phenomenal. Um, I love all of the X-Men. I pick up, like, every uh, copy of Hawkeye and Black Widow and Loki. I'm loving oh. that series. Yeah. I don't mind. I'll be a stereotype. <laughs> you know, I'll Twitter paint it. stereotype for a reason, right? <laughs> uh, well, it's awesome. It was really great meeting you. You too. Great, great talking mm-hmm. to you. Um, where can everyone follow you on, follow you on oh, Twitter? Um, yeah. I am at Evil Marguerite, one word, um, on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Gmail. So, Excellent. Uh, with all my unnecessary French vowels. Yeah. <laughs> Tweet at her, guys. Thanks. Cheers. <laughs> well, I'm here at Special Edition NYC with Mike Norton. I'm special. Yeah, we're all special editions. Uh, this is the first year for this con, and I'm trying to figure out, like, what do people think of it? How do you feel like, do you feel like a pioneer? Like, like an explorer of new convention territory? Well, if you've ever been to a convention that they haven't had before, it's not necessarily a pioneer feeling as much as a... Oh my god, I hope people show up feeling. Guinea pig kind of? Yeah, like, guinea pig like, feeling. That's uh, exactly what it is. Uh, I feel like I'm being experimented on. <laughs> but I mean, have you liked it so far? It's only two days. We're in day two. Right. Uh, uh, so far, it's kind of exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah. Because, th- you know, at the New York show, the, 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 the big Comic Con, it's way too. I mean, it's this, and then there's the whole other multimedia sensory overload experience, which. I never really even venture out to. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so this is the part that I like. It's uh, maybe a maybe a little less uh, crazy. I mean, sometimes the artist alley at Comic Con is uh, a little more packed and harder to get yeah. around. This is much more on the level of like a Heroes or Baltimore. Yeah, because you. I mean. I also want to talk about your most uh, prominent project that's going on right now, the Con Bowler uh, <laughs> meme. Which, yeah. Uh, that started at Emerald City, yeah. where you bought a bowler hat and just... I bought a, I bought a bowler hat. I was walking around the show. I one of those few moments where I get to walk around. Yeah. And I, uh, I have these moments every once in a while where I, uh, the last time it was with a lightsaber. I saw a lightsaber and I was like, I'm a 40-year-old man. Do I want a lightsaber? Of course. And the answer was yes, I Duh. want a lightsaber. <laughs> so I bought the lightsaber. The same thing happened in Emerald City. I walked by this... Uh, place that did custom hats and they a lot of like steampunky hats yeah. and I was like you know what that's totally not me I've never worn a hat that didn't look like I was a giant cartoon bear <laughs> would I do this because they look really cool and I put it on and I said hey I don't look like an idiot this must be a magic hat so <laughs> I seriously strutted over to the Dark Horse booth and the Dark Horse people said hey that's a nice hat and I said it worked <laughs> I, I said right I bet this is a magic hat and I put it on everybody at the booth and I said that hat looks great on everybody I'm going to take pictures and so I did and I just started putting the hat on everybody I saw that day Yeah. and I just started putting them all online so now uh, I'm making people put them on I saw a whole, fr- a whole fresh batch of them last night on Tumblr. Yeah, I got some this morning. Uh, Peter David did not want to put it on, Ooh. but he did, begrudgingly. Oh. You can tell by his expression <laughs> in the picture. And Francesco Francovia would not put it on. Uh, I don't think it was any kind of malicious or, or mean-spirited way. He just didn't want to put it on. Well, you got like, some people have an image they need to project. He you know, said, like, I've seen your Tumblr. I know what the pictures look like. You know, it's like... <laughs> I said, okay, Francesca. So, I mean, of everything you're working on right now, like, where does the Con Bowler project, like, fall? <laughs> it's pretty high up yeah. there. I think it's Con Bowler, Revival, Battle Pug. Okay. So, I think it's, like, it's, uh, it's pretty much taking up all my life right now. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, well, we also, I mean, I was talking to you before we started podcasting about all these prints you have. You have these amazing superhero pug prints. Yeah. Which I would like to wallpaper my apartment in. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh... It's just, I just do this all the time anyway. I mean, if I have a sketchbook, I just draw that stuff. And I know it's a weird thing. I know I have a thing. It's the weird pug thing. But uh, it, I don't know why I just clicked until recently. Oh, maybe I should make some prints of this. Maybe people will buy it. And it, seriously, it's the first time anybody's really bought prints from me. They really, <laughs> I've done stuff of things that I've done in the past, but the 
the superhero bugs really. Well, that's kind of like the off. when you're. It's almost like the New York, the Comic Con audience in general is like a very target audience. That yeah. like they come here and they just want. I don't know. Like you want to make you want to stand out. You want to create like a yeah. Different thing. I I don't know why, but that's what I was saying. I don't know why it took till now for that, that to click in my head. I mean, I've been coming to these things forever. I can tell. I mean, when somebody's got a good thing going and yeah. Uh, but I just for I I guess I didn't want to be that guy, and now I am that guy, and I I just I just had to embrace that I am the the pug guy. Yeah, well, I mean, like Battle Pug, kind of. I mean, that's like your. I mean, it's kind of defined you. It's like your definitive work in a way now. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's my thing. Yeah, I, it's what I wanted to do. It's the first thing I wrote and grew, and it's near and dear to my heart. I'm very proud of it, but it is kind of making me sort of a, a niche kind of guy. <laughs> and that's fine. I mean, I do like dogs. I Somebody brought their dog up early, right when you came up, and I was yeah. like, I, I'd rather play with that dog than just sit at this <laughs> table. So, yeah. I, I feel you there. That's fine. Somebody brought me dog toys for my dog. I'm fine with that. <laughs> That's, yeah, like draw, like draw comics about the things you want to interact with. Yeah, do do cons. what you love. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to complain about that, even if it makes me seem silly. Which you know, oh well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you have anything else coming out that you'd like to just like mention to people besides besides the Comboler blog, which yeah. everyone does need Combo, to follow? There's more pictures of Comboler coming. <laughs> Um, uh, I've got uh, Revival every month and Battle Pug every week and uh, more big things coming with both of those and um, doing a six gun miniseries that starts next month I think or maybe later this month are you the busiest man in comics? no that, Francesco is <laughs> yeah I guess yeah no, I mean every, uh, a lot of people ask me when I sleep and stuff like that and I get a lot of sleep I just uh, I'm, I manage my time well and I, it's also kind of killing me I would like to take a break <laughs> uh, but you know I still want to do more answer I want to do other projects with writers I haven't worked with yet and stuff like that so I don't, I don't want to slow down any time soon but I just kind of need to take a vacation with my dogs. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well uh, everyone check out the Comboler blog. I mean I'm really pushing this hard because it yeah, is Comboler.tumblr.com. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for talking to us. Yeah sure man. Yeah. I'm with Rochelle Rosenberg, amazing colorist who works on Superior Foes of Spider-Man. And you also did Star Wars Legacy. Yeah. Two very different books. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that uh, I love both of them. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so you're starting to get a lot more work at Marvel, I do believe. I'm now exclusive, actually, oh, oh. with Marvel. When did yes. that happen? Uh, last September. Oh, wow. So So that's yeah. why, that's uh, why no Legacy longer. went yep. over to, oh, what's his name? I follow him on Twitter now. I can't remember what his name is. He's, got a, uh, he's a great guy. I'll put it in, in post. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I have no idea, yeah. I mean, that book was actually really hard to leave. I didn't realize at the time when I was doing that book how long I was signed on to do that book. Yeah. Um, I thought it was only going to the end of the year. So with Marvel, I was like, I'm doing Legacy to the end of the year. Is that okay? And they were cool with that. And then I went to tell Dark Horse that I'm signing exclusive, but they'll let me finish out Legacy to the end of the year. And they're like, oh, what's well, actually going beyond that? And I'm like, oh, okay, well... I am not going to be able to go that far. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I love doing that book. I love the people at Dark Horse. Oh, yeah. Great people, but the best move for me at the time was to go exclusive (laughs) with the Marvel. So, I mean... I mean, like, money is always a good thing to yeah. have. And a Regular security. work. Yeah, yeah, like, that's a good thing, yeah. especially in this industry. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, how many books are you doing for Marvel right now a month? It seems like... Four to five. Oh, wait, four to five or yeah. 45? Four to five. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that seems a little bit more manageable. A, a little. little bit. I'm actually, um, I'm working with Disney, too, now. Oh. <laughs> on um, a book that will be, well, I just finished a book that will be coming out at the end of the year for Christmas. And then I'm doing... Another book with Paul Mounts. Oh, wow. That's coming out next summer. Can't really talk about it, but it's going to be really cool. They, yeah. They're kind of relaunching Marvel at Disney, so yeah, I think it's yeah. going to be great, 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 great things ahead. But, I mean, my schedule is just absolutely crazy right now because I've got the Disney stuff, and then, like, Marvel keeps me very busy with Nightcrawler and... 
Oh yeah, and you're also so are, you doing a, are you doing Amazing X Men as well? Amazing X Men, yeah. which I'm actually working on right now because it's due tomorrow. <laughs> That's the thing that like people don't understand when they come to conventions and want to talk to people. I'm wasting your time right now. Um, is that is that when people give artists like hey do all these commissions? Like you realize they then go to their hotel room and then draw all night, exactly. or even like I mean Jordi Belair came to the convention last year and she had a table, but she was in her hotel room all weekend. I <laughs> actually just showed up. Yeah, like, an hour ago. Yeah, yeah. It's like, because you guys, work so hard. Yeah. Uh, so I want to make sure everyone knows that. Um, you So with like Disney and Marvel and Star Wars, like these are all a bunch of amazing characters that have huge fan bases. Are there any of them that like you were particularly a fan of or like really excited to like get to work with? I, you know, working on Star Wars, Star Wars. Yeah. Huge fan of Star Wars. Growing up as a kid, loved it. I mean, my dad, as soon as he found out I was doing Star Wars, he was just... <laughs> Over the hill, telling all of his co-workers, oh, you know, man. and I mean, both my parents collect all my books. My mom puts them in a safe, you know. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Oh, um, but like, you know, I mean, one of my dreams was like, you know, being able to do Spider-Man and like some of the, the big Marvel oh, yeah. characters. And now, you know, being exclusive, I'm getting to work with some of the bigger characters, and that's very fulfilling. Yeah. As crazy as the deadlines are and how crazy they make me at times. I mean, I I do truly love my job as emotional as I get over certain things, but it's it's a very fulfilling, yeah. very fulfilling job. With Legacy, like, did you go back and re- like rewatching those movies, like to kind of get like a color palette or anything for them? Um, when I was working with um, Gabriel Hardman on the f- the first set, yeah, um, we talked a lot about um, the different color palettes and how he wanted to stay close to the movies, lots of neutrals yeah. and things like that. So I did go back and watch them, and it was actually funny because my husband's <laughs> like, "I can't believe you're watching Star Wars for work." And I'm like, it's part of Job. I mean, yes. who else can say to get to watch Star Wars? Oh, like they're making me watch Star Wars. I know, oh. right? <laughs> it's so awesome. So, um, and you're also like, I'm gonna say like, I mean, Nightcrawler is one of my favorite characters of all time, and to like be handling his second ever ongoing series. Uh, I mean, like, I don't know, Nightcrawler Blue. Was that a hard thing to pick? Like, do you have like a specific shade of blue that you use for Nightcrawler? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now we can get to the get to the nitty gritty. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, you know, with with the Nightcrawler book, uh, Daniel Ketchum, the editor, really wanted to keep things kind of old school. Oh yeah. Very rich colors, and so when I when I first started coming the first issue, I kind of washed out. You know, I made it more not so much saturated, and he was like, "We really want to go for you know, the rich, saturated, yeah. bright, vibrant colors." That's like old school Nightcrawler. Um, so that's kind of what I've been going for with this is, you know, the, the blue, the, the, the bright blues and the reds on his uniform oh, yeah. costume, so... It's a really, it's a really great book. I enjoy it so much. I mean, X Men is my favorite thing ever, and so, and like Nightcrawler coming back and getting this ongoing series with Chris, like Chris Claremont oh. writing it again. Like, it's pretty, it's a pretty big it's deal. Exciting, yeah. It, it, it honestly, it does feel like my favorite comics from my childhood that I just like found again in a right. way. Like, it's really awesome, uh, and also Superior Foes. That I is love that book. <laughs> I bang the drum for that book all the time. I'm also a comedian, so to actually have a comic book that makes me laugh out loud multiple times an issue, I mean, are you excited to get those scripts in? At least even just read the scripts? Um, the scripts are amazing. Um, I don't... With uh, Nick's scripts, a lot of times there's just plots because he lets... Steve really oh, come man. alive, and it's it's really a joint effort That's on so awesome. both of their parts. So you know, sometimes I gotta talk to you know Steve will be like, okay, so this is what we're kind of going with this because you know Nick will kind of give like a plot sequence for you know pages eight through nine. Yeah, and um, and then you know Steve just kind of draws it out and he adds in his own little things, and it's just I feel like just such a great team effort. Yeah. And, it's so funny. And I'm like, it, it was actually only supposed to go to issue 12. And then they, they did not realize it was going to be such a hit. Yeah. And now they extend it to issue 17. And honestly, Steve turned in the last um, cover for issue 17. And it is absolutely amazing. I have to say, I can't wait to like share it to everybody oh, on man. Twitter. And 
but I'm so sad. Like, I keep hoping that, like, everybody will come together and be like, let's keep it on going because it's so great. And it, it's, it feels a niche that you don't really even see in Marvel, even, which has a lot of really funny books, but, like, this book is specifically yes. hilarious. Uh, and also, I feel like very accessible. These are all very obscure, weirdo characters, but it's still a super accessible thing that everyone could just jump on and read. Yes. Uh, do you approach Cohen that book differently than, like, a Star Wars Legacy or even an Amazing X-Men, since it is, like, a, more of a comedy book? Yeah, um... And Steve, I mean, I worked with him on Alabaster at Dark okay. Horse, so oh, yeah, yeah. I kind of knew the kind of style he wanted, but as far as um, foes goes, I try to keep everything light. Um, with Alabaster with him, it was kind of like a dark and, you know, very unsaturated type of book. Yeah. But um, foes, I try to have fun with it, because I feel like, you know, it's, it's supposed to be a fun funny book and the characters are just absolutely amazing you know Nightcrawler like I said like they want to keep it old school yeah. like and I kind of feel like you know bringing Chris on to write it like it's kind of like it's all kind of works together yeah. you know and um, Legacy you know we wanted to keep it like close to the movies you know and keep it all in the, like, you know all in the same type of storyline so yeah. such a great such great such great stuff. Uh, it was really great talking to you. Thank you. Um, hope you're having a good convention. Yes. Good. Uh, we're all pioneers <laughs> in this new <laughs> this new convention frontier. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll uh, talk to you later. Everyone should follow you on Twitter. You're at? Uh, it's Rochelle Cherie. Okay. We'll have a link to that. Okay. So everyone tweet at her. Read all these books. They're all amazing. And I'll talk to you later. Great. Thanks, awesome. Brett. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so I'm here with Makinaro at Special Edition New York Comic Con. Uh, great web cartoonist. Also an old buddy. <laughs> old buddy of mine. Go way back. Well, yeah. I forget uh, how far away, but... We used to... Um, a good ways. Yeah, it was Ethan Kay's Bad Movie Club, Monster Society. So we'd watch some horrible movies together. <laughs> that's, that's bonding material. That really is. It's, I mean, it's like torture in a way. It's like... Might as well, might as well have been crawling through the mud together in some <laughs> dirty trench, without our feet. The dirty trenches of the what bullets, bullets, boobs, and bombs. <laughs> oh God, what, I remember that. The, were they Playboy yeah. movies? Or? No, I don't. I don't think officially they might as well have been. Well, yeah, it was like all Playboy Playmate action movies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but listeners might recognize Maki from Strip Search, the Penny Arcade uh, reality show that was on. Was it last year? Last year, yeah. Last. Uh, actually, it'll be. The one-year anniversary of the last episode on the 23rd of this month. Oh, that's June. right. Yeah, because I used to, I, every because they came out on Tuesdays and Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, every Tuesday and Thursday, my lunch break at MTV, <laughs> I would put on my headphones and just watch that on my lunch break. Uh, that's yeah. good. And that's only like those episodes were only like half a lunch break, so you could do other stuff too. Yeah, it was such a so. I mean, that show was fascinating. Uh, as like as an experiment in the reality show genre, a reality show with like people that are talented that actually all like each other and don't want to play any games. That's the impression I got. Is that how it actually was? I'd say so. Um, if there was, I think there was some you know minor strategizing that was happening, but you know nothing nothing too Machiavellian. Machiavellian. Yeah. That joke ever get made? That joke ever? Every now, I think I think my 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 uh, my screen name was Machiavelli for a little while. <laughs> uh, when you also made it to final two, final three, final three. Yeah. Spoilers. Oh, yeah, whoops. Sorry. It's been a year. I feel like the more. Today. Yeah, I know. If you haven't seen it yet, come on. Jeez. It's on YouTube. I mean, how did that feel? That, have you won? Have you like made it that far in competitions before? Like, or was this like a, in, I never make it this far? In um, in like fifth grade, I got to the last stage of a geography B against an eighth grader, and I felt really good. And then I lost on like the Texas Panhandle or like some U.S. geography question. <laughs> so this was like second to that. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Yeah. As far as actually, um, as far as emotions of being crushed yeah. at the end. Uh, I actually was a lot more emotional at the end of that than like when I heard the verdict um, at Strip Search. More spoilers. <laughs> Go watch it. Um, yeah, no, it was actually like I was really proud. Um, the, the final three, you know, all of us, like really, we were a good 
good. Oh yeah, we were a good three to be up there. Yeah, it was. It was. It's also really cool to sh- to see. Like you don't have to manufacture drama. Like just if you have people that are good people, they're still compelling to watch. Um, yeah, that's and like I, and Graham, you know Graham, the host and also the editor. Um, he wore many hats. Yeah. But that's what that's one of the first things he told us when he was editing was he's like, geez, I didn't I didn't have to make anything up. Like yeah. you guys. <laughs> That's like I me. Mean, all my like UCB improv comedy friends, we were all obsessed with it. Oh, that's awesome. That's, yeah, like tell I them think, I said hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you've also, you know, have you kind of done the like strip search con circuit in a way too? Kind of like I guess How American Idol has their, <laughs> has their <laughs> do they? Uh, well, I, yeah, like they like do like the top six all go on national tour together. I mean, you guys all oh, went to packs together. Yeah. And yeah. Did all that? I guess it is like that then. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah. You guys, I'm sure have the exact same amount of like. Fan base and endorsement deals. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The money's just <laughs> just rolling, rolling in. in. <laughs> well, what are you working on right now? I want to let everyone know like what's going on in the uh, world. So right now I'm still I'm drawing my science comic box plot for Popular Science. You can check it out there. And I'm also drawing the the comic I pitched on the show, Sufficiently Remarkable. Oh yeah. And I keep looking at the microphone like it's the camera. <laughs> well, they, the listeners can tell. I think eyes direct the sound waves, right? Wherever you're looking for sound goes. You know science. You know that's how that works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you also I'm uh, working on a, a banner, a new banner for your con. Yeah, which has... actually, like, this was this was a good, like, test run. I realized that, like, you know, like, computer screen versus real life is very different. And yeah. And so I need to readjust the, uh, the sizing a little bit. But you have yourself snotting out yeah. in your banner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, since this is a podcast, you can't see my banner. Um... It's got like a you know like two two of my faces you know like theater tragedy comedy style. Oh yeah. Um, me laughing and me just like crying with like tears and snot running everywhere. You know like like in real life. <laughs> and people are all like it's like oh snot like oh, it's like come on like when you ball your eyes out there's yeah. it's just leaking out of everything your eyes mouth ears pee hole like. <laughs> oh. No, just me. <laughs> no, it's you know you just you're getting to like the truth of the matter real. <laughs> I mean, your art really speaks to re- realism, I think. Right? Um, That's what I go for. It might be, you know, it's it's kind of the, the twisted realism like people see through their own mind's eye. Oh, uh, so deep. Yeah. <laughs> There's some science for you. Well, we people, all have our own weird, twisted view of reality. <laughs> where can people find you online? Uh, you can You're find me, actually, you can find everything I do at Machinero.com. I made it really easy yeah, and made, easy. like, a, a little web portal if you will, a city of doors, if you will. <laughs> um, uh, but otherwise, um, Boxplot is on the Popular Science Blog Network, and Sufficiently Remarkable is at sufficientlyremarkable.com. Awesome. Great. Well, it's great talking to you again. You too. Yeah. That's right. I'm at, right, I'm at Special Edition NYC with Annie Wu. Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going okay. Yeah. It's taken me a long time trying to figure out what to call this show. There's so many different, like... It's a lot of syllables. And I keep assuming it's Special Edition NYCC because it's, like, the same company, but that's not true. No, that's incorrect. Uh, So how's your weekend been so far? It's going well. I've met a lot of cool people, and it's not as overwhelming as some other conventions, so that's pretty pretty good. What other shows do you do? Like, do you do any shows regularly? Do you go to, like, New York Comic Con? Uh, As a student, I used to do New York Comic Con because I went to school in Baltimore, and so as an art student, kind of, like, try to get your work out there. Yeah. So I would do any thing that I could in the northeast region, you know, like SPX, MOCA, uh, NYCC, Baltimore Comic Con, but now that I'm actually working, it's tough to, like, get out of the city and do conventions. Yeah. Uh, well, you, they so got yeah. you, I mean, they got you on a little book <laughs> called Hawkeye. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, how has, it, how has it been working on that? Oh, it's been amazing. It's uh, I was a fan before I worked on it, so that's always kind of like a that's weird situation. Yeah, but uh, yeah, to be able to work on a completely separate arc has been a real treat, too. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Doesn't... And even like getting to forge like Kate Bishop's identity more, like you really yeah. had a great, great eye for like her fashion and like making like. Make her seem like a real human being. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's been I, a lot of fun. That. Yeah, uh, yeah, Kate's a blast to draw for and working <laughs> with Fraction Scripts and getting David's pages, like the stuff that he's working on in the mail, and the e- and, like he CCs me on those emails. And so getting those in my inbox every once in a while, like, really amps me up. <laughs> like, I gotta step up my game. Like, so I feel like 
I don't know, maybe by the end of 20, which is my last issue on the on that arc, um, if you go back to my first issue, you'll see like a little, like a progression. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm just, I, I feel like I need to step up my game to alternate with David on this well, you also, um, series. I, of course, I do want to talk about, hey, Chris Anka just walked up. Chris Anka. Oh, oh hey. Nice. nice to meet you. We've never met each other before. No. Oh, never right. out here before. <laughs> uh, I was wanted to talk to you about improv comedy. Oh yeah, because let's this do is a, that. Yeah, this is another thing I'm that so we had New Yorkers in improv. <laughs> Jeez, every single one of you. All You're the, in LA. I know. You're in LA. All the improvisers that we love move to your city. Yeah. Good, good. As as we should, as you should. Rude. Because <laughs> uh, a bunch of my friends like just know you as like Annie who does improv. Yeah. Around the city. Right. Um, how did you get started in that? Oh, in like, improv. Oh Jesus. Um, I've always been a big comedy nerd. Uh, uh, like it's something in my brain just snapped in like seventh grade when I I think maybe it was like a two month period that I discovered Douglas Adams and Monty Python like yeah, at the yeah, same yeah. time and then I just like freaked out and you know uh, just went comedy nuts and so we tried a little improv in school like in middle school or something like that and then in high school I did drama and in college I was part of the improv troupe at my art school ah. and uh, ran that for a little while but it was all you know short for me stuff yeah, yeah. as colleges do my college didn't even have that no improv yeah no, no. No improv, no acapella either. Probably. <laughs> no, no acapella? Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh. probably for the best. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Tennessee, I don't know. Tennessee, <laughs> acapella, and improv. Uh, not a good scene there. Get on it, people. Yeah, right? So, uh, and then you moved to New York, and then everything happened. Well, everything happened. Everything happened. Uh, well, I've always been aware of, like, UCB and, uh, you know, Second City and stuff like that. And I was that was kind of a little bit a part of my decision-making on where to move, because I went to school in Baltimore. Yeah. And so I was like, I do kind of want to get involved in the comedy scene or at least see what it's like and so since I'd been to New York a bunch of times and uh, with my work I can work on the internet it doesn't really matter exactly yeah. where I am in the country uh, I figured yeah why not I'll move to New York and so uh, yeah I got involved in the UCB and although I'm not like on a house team or anything like that I kind of feel like that's my home theater a little bit because oh, I yeah, started definitely. off there yeah. and I went through the program and I'm really into it and I'm with like a regular indie team now so I'm kind of building like a group of people that I like to work with. That's so, yeah, nice. Cool I moved process. here. I moved here in like 2006. So I immediately started right. taking classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, it's like, oh, that's how I know everyone. Podcast listeners. That's how I know Matt. That's how we know right. the majority of all of our guests. Uh-huh. And the majority majority of our guests are UCB improvisers. Who are also comic nerds, or oh, we well, like we try we comics. try and get people that don't even read comics. We just oh. had Elena Elena Chimaleski on to read X Men: Days of Future Past. And she never read she, it before. She only like knew X Men from like the cartoon. This one. Right. Um, we had like Drew Johnston on to read Quantum and Woody. Mm-hmm. Nicole Dressel was on a bunch of our episodes. Uh-huh. Just, we like getting. I mean, we like to be like the fresh perspective on things. Right. As people uh, that aren't like already weighed down by. Yeah. Who can actually maybe take a step back and yeah, appreciate it without being totally. like, uh, excuse me, <laughs> uh, this this password was much better. Uh, uh, did, does your improv training ever come into like your creative side, like with comics or with? Oh yeah, totally. Um, especially with like the acting side, I feel like I'm a lot more physical or sometimes I'll even when I have a script I'll kind of like act out a little bit yeah. in front of like a mirror alone <laughs> in a room to just figure out what feels right in a situation so not every panel is just when someone's speaking it's just a person standing there with their mouth open yeah. you really want to feel like they're speaking what <laughs> the page asks for yeah improv is really good at empowering the improvisers to be like Academy Award winning actors at least in their brain <laughs> right exactly. because like, if you want to honor the scene you have to yeah. commit uh-huh. and so you have to just like try as hard as you can mm-hmm. and I think that really it really helps yeah and there's a lot of that like if this is true and then what else is yeah. true that sort of thing and that helps me like build up a character in my mind especially like uh, I don't want to make this sound pluggy but I co-created the Batgirl for the Batman Beyond oh, universe yeah, yeah. and so that was like a totally new character but I was given the information that you know she's not a rich kid like Terry and uh, she's not um, uh, I mean in the sense that she doesn't have access to you know Wayne 
technology yeah. and she has to like make it on her own and so I was like alright so if she's a kid that just wants to like go out there and fight crime and she doesn't have the supplies that Terry has like what what is she like and what yeah. is her background and how does that inform her costume and the way she stands and all that kind of stuff and so I feel like that maybe that overthinking is a little bit of improv fault. oh definitely because you know <laughs> you step out on stage and you're like I already know what I'm wearing and where I came from and yeah. none of that maybe none of that comes out on stage but it's in your head already yeah because you're thinking and about it it's also I mean a bunch of uh, comic creators uh, can't come from improv I know Greg Pack oh yeah, uh, yeah well, Greg Pack I would say his name wrong he did, he did improv in New York City I know that. a long time ago. Kelly Sue DeConnick was on an improv team with Dave Holmes. Amazing. I think I knew that. I think, I think Matt told me that, actually. Yeah. And that was new information. Yeah, because we talked to her about that. Uh, I was like, wait, hold on. You did improv, improv with Dave right. Holmes? It's so amazing. That's hilarious. I, like uh, I feel like I know other people. Um, I know a few editors. Or maybe oh, a like ton of editors. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. A Tom Brennan. Steve Wacker used to do improv yes. a long time ago. I found ago. that out in November when I met him for the first time. And he's like, yeah, I used to do improv in New York. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? One of the actors that was on my UCB sketch team was on a team with him, I guess, like 10 That's years ago. bananas. Yeah. yeah, I forget. I forget that there's a weird there like, a, overlap. Yeah, there's a weird, a very, like, weird strong overlap. So and I think weird. it does help inform... The work. I guess so. I don't even know if it's like a just a, a post justification, like like putting your so much of yourself into these two weird worlds and just trying to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. They both like inform each other, and that's why you <laughs> yeah. spend so much time in both. Yeah. Yeah. I, I gotta know. do something. I mean, they both like make everyone mad, mad cash. Like yeah. yeah. Oh, improv like, money, uh, son. Ooh, improv man. money. Ooh, man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Coaching teams. Do you coach at all? No, I don't oh. coach. Oh, that would be the worst. <laughs> I would be like too scared to say anything. They just get worse and worse, <laughs> oh. and then I would slowly lose my mind. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, oh, I don't well, coach, you went no. crazy. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I have a website. It's AnnieWooArts.com, though I need to update it more. I'm also on Tumblr, AnnieWoo.tumblr.com, and on Twitter, it's AnnieW. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's it. Do you have yeah. any, like, performance shows you want to promote? Perform- uh, <laughs> my team, Villain, has a regular Cusick show. Um, uh, I think it's the first Monday oh, nice. of every month. I think. I have No, 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 that's wrong. No, it's the first Sunday. Recently moved, so okay. I, I don't, I'm not entirely sure. I need to come see that because my team also performs at Cusick. Oh, really? On Friday yeah. nights. Long Island City, son. Long Island City. Uh, There's an entrance from the street now. It's not in the back <laughs> of a loading dock. No, it's not. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, look up my team, Villain, on improvteams.com or Facebook or something. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. And that's it for the very first ever special edition NYC episode of Mad Brett Love Comics. If you're in Charlotte, North Carolina or traveling there this weekend, make sure to say hi to us at Heroes Con. Uh, yeah, so go to mattbrettlovecomics.com. That's where you can find all of our info. Uh, you can also check out some of our back issues like our past reports from New York Comic Con. And Heroes Con. And I don't think I did one for San Diego. Guys, I'm frazzled. <laughs> it was a long weekend. Um, yeah, so go there. Check those out. We have a lot more interviews. A lot more fun stuff happening. Uh, as always, thanks to our producer, Ben Regeeb, who does everything we don't know how to do uh, regarding to the podcast. And also just like reg- reg- uh, regarding life in general. And there's a lot of things that I don't know. Uh, there's a lot more about Star Trek. I know that. Um, you can also rate and review the show in iTunes. It helps us out in ways we don't understand, but it is a thing that has to be done. You can talk to us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash theylovecomics. And um, until next time, this is me. I am special edition of my scene. Bye. <laughs>